Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. We want to welcome you all to another episode of Gratitude, and we are so excited to be here today and to share, you know, what we've been going on, what we've been hearing students and our classmates, and we know we need to address it now. So before we start, Sarah, how was your week? Ooh, you guys, I was looking at the calendar. Actually, right before we went live, I was looking at my calendar, and because I was saying, um... We have, I have an MSK exam next week for upper extremity. And I was looking, I was like, wait, I have this. And then the final, and that's it. (laughs) It was insane. I was just blown away. I only have four weeks left of lecture. That's wild. Give myself a little pat on the back. It doesn't, nothing to my control, but you know what? I'm so ready because this is my last didactic semester of PT school. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. When you say it that way and you, it's literally week by week until you're done with didactic. It just, it's really surreal. We're not there yet. So <laughs> we're getting there. I'm getting there. But that's yeah. really all for this week. Trying to figure out like, you know, the living situation. We're going to get into that in this episode, figuring out, okay, uh, when our clinical is happening, like, where am I going to be able to live? What if I have to go back to campus and do all these things? And so a lot of that has been going through my head this week, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So Gabby, what about for you? Yeah. So this week I am, I just finished. Okay. Let me get this right. I believe I just finished week four of seven about to start week five and it's coming down. Uh, seven weeks is flying by and then I'll be done with didactic. But this week was all about clinicals for me. And still, uh, I'm, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm keeping hope and we're going to get more into that. And yeah, other than that, just another week of, uh, <laughs> of online Corona University. <laughs> Let's get into it, Gabby. You kind of already had a good segue. Your clinicals. What's happening? (laughs) Let's talk about clinicals because right now is a time where if you have a summer clinical and you're supposed to start this month in June of 2020 or July slash August, pretty much the rest of the year, either you have found out your clinical has confirmed that you will be there for the duration of time. You are, you are previously confirmed, but you don't have a current answer right now as to where, like whether you're going or your clinical is just canceled in general. And, you know, you've had to find a new location, new clinic, or even a new setting if you were uh, in acute care or inpatient. So a lot of things going on. And for me specifically, I have a seven week clinical coming up in July, mid July for uh, July until end of August before I take my PEAT exam. And I still don't know where I'm going yet because there are a lot of moving parts and, um, you know, just being very grateful and thankful for your clinical education team. You have to give them 
kudos because they are working their butts off uh, for you. And it just, you don't see it until you're actually like, oh my gosh, this is so much more than I thought when you're getting emails saying like, hey, can you do this for me? And it's right now, like you really have to take the initiative and and help out because I know some programs like clinical education is asking the student to take on some responsibility when it comes to reaching out to a clinic to see if they can take you if you had a location that um, no longer can take you. So all of that to be, to sum up of just being flexible and adaptable during this time and knowing that like you are in the forefront if you are going on clinical of your program's mind and you will find a place, you'll get all of your necessary hours and you will graduate. Like that's the main thing. Uh, just telling yourself, I'm going to graduate and you just have to look at it as an opportunity um, to grow during this time. And I think that's something we all have to just stop and think about for a minute before we go down this, uh, <laughs> before we go down this like spiral and stress of, oh my God, where am I going to go? Like my clinical hasn't heard back and or they haven't heard back from my clinical rotation yet. So just a lot of moving parts is the whole sum of this, uh, this whirlwind, I should say. So all of that to say, where were you supposed to go this summer? Oh, for me? Yeah. So my program actually didn't tell us where we were supposed to go because they didn't want to give us. Oh, no, sorry. Before your clinical thing, before your clinical, the, the other thing. I know we've said this before on the podcast, yeah. but just to reiterate where you were going to go out of the country um, before this. Oh, yes. Okay. So before this, before all this happened, I was supposed to go to Jamaica for a service learning trip. And now that, uh, I mean, that has been canceled. And luckily, if you were supposed to go on any sort of trip, uh, then like more likely than not, even if it's after you graduate, you will be invited back to be a PT or um, just be just be there because I think doing any sort of service learning project is super important, especially whether you're a student or um, a, P a physical therapist. So like any opportunity to do that, take it. And um, although that has been canceled, we've been doing telehealth with uh, our patients in our pro bono clinic. So that has been, that has really filled a gap, especially in the neurological population in, um, in my area. So uh, that's actually been really rewarding and challenging uh, so yes. When were you supposed to start your clinical for this summer? I was supposed to start May 30th and we were supposed to return to the States. Uh, we would have gotten back on Wednesday. So it would have been June 10th. Two days ago. For those of you listening on, on Sunday, I don't know why you're not here live. Come in the student physical therapist network, Facebook group. Uh, we're here Fridays sometime, usually. <laughs> We'll make it here eventually. Uh, yes. And thank you. More people for hopping on. Danielle and Claire and Mandy, we appreciate you guys. And we'd love to hear what you've been up to this week. But we're just talking about coping with uncertainty right now and especially clinicals. So Gabby, uh, what is the process now? You know, you didn't get to go to Jamaica. That was canceled. You're not sure where you're going for your next clinical, <laughs> which is supposed to start when? July 13th. In, uh, you know, exactly a month from tomorrow. Yes. Still not sure where you're going for that. And where are you going to potentially live? So I'm thinking 
either where I am right now uh, in my, you know, where my program is in North Carolina or uh, living at home with my parents. So uh, I have, I do have options and regardless, I'm going to end up in one location or or the other. So that is good. Um, That's actually really nice. So I don't have to find housing, but we also do a lottery for my program and we just, the, all of the, um, I guess clinic or the affiliations have been released. And in two weeks, uh, we will be going through our lottery and picking for my, it would be my last clinical experience ever. So that will be coming up soon. Isn't that the weirdest thing to say? That was really weird for me to hear come out of your mouth. (laughs) It really is weird because if some of you guys didn't know, Sarah and I lived together and this was during your first uh, short two-week clinical. And then I, I had gone on my first clinical the previous semester, but still it's kind of weird to say, and I still have um, three left. So I've done two clinicals and I have three more to go, but just saying that I'll know where I will be for my last like clinical in two weeks. That's kind of crazy. It's really crazy. (laughs) And it just goes by so quickly. And I know everyone hears that all the time, super cliche. I know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's true. So Sarah, if, uh, if people didn't see your post this week, which I hope they did, can you explain a little bit about, um, what you posted and the, I guess the overall, um, uh, how do I want to say it? Like the overall, uh, state of what's going on with students right now. The state of what's going on. (laughs) All right, guys, if you didn't see what I posted the other day, um, some of you may know the reason I posted it. Some of you may not, but either way, uh, I hope that it helps a lot of students right now because it is a huge time of uncertainty and there are 34,000 SPTs going through this right now, trying to figure out, okay, I don't know where I'm going to go on my clinic in like two weeks. Uh, I don't know if I'm going, uh, my whole program was restructured and some of you have reached out and we've had conversations about how the riots have affected your schools. And I know, um, one of your, your PT program buildings was actually like affected by this and they have to do some reconstruction on the physical building. And there's just so much going on, um, right now. And I think that it's very easy to try to blame the director of your program, try to blame COVID-19, try to blame the governor or the chancellor or whoever. But let's be honest, this this right now is so multifaceted um, and just like there's not one easy solution to getting back to in-person classes. And I think it's very easy right now to be really frustrated because we're not. And we see some programs that are figuring it out because, you know, their state has a different situation than your state. And that can also be really difficult to accept that if you're in New York, you're not going to be back in class for a while. I can't think of another state right now, but if you're in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota, I don't know. I have no idea how North Dakota is. I don't know if any of you listening are from North Dakota, but like, it's just a totally different situation and you can't compare one to one. You can't look over at North Dakota, middle of nowhere. Like, why are they back in the classroom, but not us? It's a different situation. Okay, guys. Um, And so there's just 
a lot going on right now and it can be easy to blame. It can be easy to say like search for answers. Uh, but to be honest, a lot of the answers don't exist yet. And if they did exist, the director of the program would tell you like they want the best for all of you. And as soon as they know, they're going to tell all of, all of you because they know they don't have housing necessarily. Students got to figure a, out where to live. Yeah. With clinicals and especially if you're going back to do a lab immersion or as uh, I've heard the term labapalooza. <laughs> lab, lab, I can't say it. Labapalooza. <laughs> labapalooza. And now, you know, say you, your lease ended and now you have to come back. And you didn't expect to come back, obviously, but you have to find housing or to crash on someone's couch for that duration of time that you're going to be doing um, labs. So there's just so many, so many different things. And your program, like, they should have addressed it, that they are taking that into consideration uh, with apartments. And, you know, most people live off campus or they commute. So, you know, really just taking that into account. And um, yeah, that's one thing that we've been hearing too, of like, what am I going to do? And I know, Sarah, you are in that position right now of going back and not um, your, you know, current apartment uh, lease will be done. Yeah, I actually moved out early. And um, because everything was going on and it's like, well, I'm not from Pennsylvania. I'll just go back to Ohio in the meantime and uh, figure this out later. Look for apartments in Florida for where my long-term clinical was supposed to be. Not have a move-in date because who knows like when that could really be. Um, and try to figure it out at least to have you know a plan A, plan B, plan C. Because most of us who are PT students are very type A. And we like to have options, right? You like to have a plan A, plan B, plan Z, plan Z, one, two, three. <laughs> like... I understand. Um, and I think it's important right now to allow yourself to feel everything, to feel, you know, it's okay to have the feelings of, okay, uh, anxiety or stress or overwhelm or frustration and anger. Um, but it, it doesn't mean that you can allow yourself to react in a way that your best self, quote unquote, would be ashamed of in retrospect. And I think it's really unfortunate to see a lot of SPTs. I shouldn't say a lot. This is not the majority. This is the minority. But sometimes the minority seem really loud. And it seems like the minority is taking over the voices of the majority who are not, you know, acting out. Um, I'm being very vague here. But the point is, um, yeah, don't, don't feel like everybody is taking this badly because they're not. Many of you are doing amazing. I don't want to give a big round of applause mm -hmm. to all the students oh. right now going through this because you're going to be the best damn PTs that there ever are. Oh, yeah. And people have probably been telling you that clinicians or guest lectures you may have. And they're saying you guys are going through a really tough time and it may not seem like it right now. You're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm just, you know, taking it day by day. But really, like this is a time that no one, no physical therapist has ever gone through. And right now, wherever you are first, second, third year, you are going through a pandemic during PT school, which is, or if you're in any other graduate program, like, I mean, you have to, yeah, school. like that's, it's just insane to think about. And you have to give yourself 
more credit and just say like, holy crap, like I am going through a doctorate level program in a pan, like during a pandemic and going through this and still being successful. And like Sarah said, there are going to be days where you're going to have more anxiety and you just, you know, you're, you're done with this online space and classroom and not being able to physically be in person. And I think that's another thing uh, for a lot of you who we've talked to, it's just, you know, at first, like, yes, online has been great. You're able to, uh, if you were commuting, then you're not commuting right now. You're, um, you're saving time and you're having more time to, you know, devote to other things and try new things. But I think now that we are, let's see, almost, what do you want to say? Do you want to count March as the beginning? Oh, yes. It would Mar- be yeah. mid, mid-March for mid-March. most all of you was the beginning of Corona Online University. Yeah. So now we are almost, let's just say, three and a half, four months into online. And it's, it's a lot. And some of you now, especially during the summer, you are uh, disengaged and you just, you know, uh, turn your, uh, make sure like you're present during class, but then you're doing other things and you're just not, you may not feel like you are getting all the information and it can be really frustrating because you're just burnt out. You've been doing this for so long. You have been doing practicals online and you haven't done a ton of hands-on things. And like, you know, this is going to be a time that's challenging all of us mentally, emotionally, physically. And I think one thing we have to keep in mind is just, you know, taking time for yourself. And if you need to step away, like take a day off. If you don't have class, like take that entire day off to reset. Um, and, and just reach out to people and have that accountability. Because if you had that previously, then, you know, do that now that it doesn't change things. Um, and I want to tell you guys a little story, because if, <laughs> if it's anything, like I, I definitely feel burnt out being online and in my last didactic, because I'm just itching to get into clinic. And, you know, I've had to reach out to classmates and say like, Hey, can we study, um, integ? <laughs> because right now it's just, it's, it's not there. And I, I've been really having trouble like focusing. And so figuring out like, how can my energy level go from a two to an eight? And what do I need to do in order to have that mental focus and, and keep going? So I don't want to sugarcoat the situation because a lot of you are feeling this way and you, you're just like, I, I'm burnt out in a different way, but know that those feelings are valid. And you are not the only one who's feeling burnt out with online learning. I'm going to be honest, guys. Today I was doing laundry during lecture. (laughs) Yeah, I was driving during lecture. I'm just going to say it. Like I was coming home. I was coming back to my apartment and I was, uh, I was fine. Like I was paying attention, but I, I just had it on in the background because I just was not focused. Honestly, this whole week was really tough for me to focus. So Look, I know many of you listening right now live, please, what were you actually doing during lecture? Put it down below because uh, if you are not required to have your video on, you know, it depends on your program requirements, of course, but like, I know that it can be extremely difficult, especially if you are trying to move, you're trying to go somewhere else. Like the reason I was doing laundry during lecture is not because I really wanted to do laundry. (laughs) 
is because I'm trying to move. I'm trying to, you know, make space in a, in a small area right now where I'm at, um, for other stuff for, you know, cause I'm going back to Pittsburgh to try to move more like everything else, uh, and just sell everything before going down to Florida. And, um, there is a lot going on right now and, um, it's okay that you're feeling burnt out. I think the key is what are you going to do about it? So Gabby, what helps, what has helped you when you are feeling uncertain, when you are feeling burnt out and just tired of, <laughs> man, those long lectures though, who has like, how long are you guys' lectures? Really? How long? Yeah, we want to hear lectures though. Yeah. Some days are, you know, up to two hours, which is still a long time. And, uh, you know, it's just, it varies, um, like for a lot of you, but I hope that you're not in lecture like too long and you have multiple breaks, especially if you have, um, you know, class quote unquote eight to five, but there's breaks in between. Um, but yeah, I feel like with, me of dealing with the uncertainty and the burnout. Like I just need to talk it out with people and, you know, express what I'm feeling, but then also hear back, like getting their perspective. And I always need that, um, perspective shift and think like, you know, okay, I'm feeling like this, but how am I going to go from, uh, feeling, you know, tired and not wanting to do anything to, Um, being able to focus. So what, what has worked for me is first of all, like, when do I have the most energy going back to the basics? Like, when do you have the most energy to study, whether that be in the morning or the night, um, making sure that you have a consistent routine and not just do it some days and then, uh, you know, drop off and then go, go again. Um, and, and really just focusing on, on your well-being, I think those are some of the things that have helped me. And um, you know, especially if you're a people person, and I know a lot of you like that's why we're in PT because we 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 love like relationships and just being able to put our hands in like uh, you know the physical touch. So if you've been struggling and you just need a big hug, like you know, we are, we'll give Abby's you the, there. yeah, I'm here, but, um, like that's another thing, just seeing, you know, seeing your friends and you need them the most during this time. And when you can't see them in person, that's really, that's really tough. So just know people are there they care about you. And, um, you know, we're gonna, we're going and we're transitioning into a new normal. So just keep that in mind, um, and keep going, like, don't stop now. That's, one thing I'm just like nope can't stop can't stop won't stop (laughs) we had the same thought (laughs) that was good and I think uh, an important point that I had um, from the director of my program she had said the other day that I thought was really really good to you know change the perspective a little bit this is not about social distancing anymore this is about physical distancing it's about how do you stay social while still having the physical distance that your state is requiring or whatever, whatever the requirements are, how are you still going to be social right now as students, when you're feeling burnt out, when you're not sure where you're going to be living next week, when you're not sure how you're going to be making money to 
because you don't know when you have to go back to make up your lab practicals and you don't know where, because you don't know, like, can I go out on clinicals? Do I, you know, should I be able to stay at home with the family? Like what's happening here? Um, can I even go on that family vacation anymore that you guys have planned way ahead of time? Am I still going to have my wedding? Like all of these things that are massive questions right now. Um, it's just important to think about like still staying social while still doing things that you should be doing to stay safe and to keep everyone else safe around you. So I liked that physical distancing. I like that. Yeah. Physical distancing. And you know, if you're, I know some programs are opening back up. So um, my program specifically, the campus is open, you know, we wear masks and we social distance, but just being there and seeing some of my faculty like made my entire week, honestly. And so if you need that, if you're, if you are close to campus and it's open, like, and your faculty are there, go say hi. And, you know, you're going to, you're all going to be wearing masks, but that doesn't mean like you can't go see them in person and see how they're doing too. Um, So that's one thing that I was able to do. And that really like made my week a lot better. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting because we're going to go back. There's no, there's no more normal again, right? Like even for undergrad, the entire university that you go to right now has to deal with, okay, in the dorms, you can't shove all those people in there anymore. You're going to have to have one person in a room potentially. And then that begs the question, okay, where are the rest of the people going to live? Does that mean the campus is going to be, you know, that enrollment's going to be cut in half, but then you also have the grad students like, like, is there enough space for all of these people to maintain the physical distancing requirements of your state? Um, and when you go to make up your labs, for example, are you going to have to be with the same partner all the time? You do have to wear the face shields. I want to see pictures of you all. <laughs> I'm just imagining it now a room, like a lab room with all the things spread apart, six feet apart, you with the same partner, you both have face shields, but you're still up in each other's business trying to do like uh, thoracic spine manipulation or something. (laughs) And then I just imagining like the face shields hitting. I don't know. I'm just thinking, how is that going to work? I don't know. We're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see. And being in smaller groups too, which is something I know, I, I don't, I, it's probably different for each state, but what I've been hearing is groups of 10. So very small groups and, um, and doing labs that way, but you know, everything over the next few weeks, we're going to find more information. We're going to find out more information and we would love to hear what is your program doing any updates that they've given you, uh, especially for the summer going into even the fall, if they have, um, have it planned that far. So we want to hear from you and, if there's any topic that you all want us to discuss, then just message us and we will definitely address it because, um, you know, just talking with all of you and, you know, going through like what you're feeling and especially with everything going on, then it's important to address, um, address these big uncertainties and, uh, and just be, let it be known. So we're here for all of you and thank you so much for coming on live or team replay, but come on the Facebook group. We would love to see you. Yeah. We're excited. And, uh, we'll see you. What's today? 
Wednesday's episode is coming soon. <laughs> Actually, yeah. today, this is our 150th episode. For those of you who are just like, you know, maybe binge listening while you're trying to move from one end of the country to the other because you don't know what's happening. And you're like, I don't even know what episode I'm on. This is 150, five zero, 150. What a coincidence because we just had our 50K giveaway. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about that? Do we want to shout out to the winners? Yeah, let's do it. We, okay, so for those of you who don't know, you're like, what the heck? If you saw it on our <laughs> Instagram, we had our 50K giveaway and we have three winners and um, we, we just want to thank everybody for commenting and sharing out and just being there with us uh, since the beginning. And uh, we just want to shout out uh, Joey, Micah, and Rachel those are our three winners and uh, we are so excited for all of you. And um, oh my gosh, we, it's kind of crazy to think like we're on episode 150. That just, wow. <laughs> I know when I saw that today before we went live, I was like, hmm, very interesting. And we gave away like so much this time mm -hmm. we gave away, which we've never done um, our course for free. And our course now includes absolutely everything we put out there ever. And it's normally $2,000. Yeah. And everything we will be adding soon enough. So that was amazing. And then we were able to give away um, really $50 worth of gift cart. Well, for Physio Memes and our gratitude store. Um, and then the last thing that we gave away was a Visa gift card. $50 yeah. Visa gift card. 50 50 Fit. I can't do that. <laughs> <Fitty>. <laughs> We're going to do for the hundred K uh, when we hit a hundred thousand downloads, we don't know exactly what we're going to do. It'll be something similar, but it's got to be at least a hundred dollar giveaway and uh, we'll have to see what else, but stay yeah. tuned. Yes. Stay tuned for that. But thank you guys for coming on and we'll see you here next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous.